0: Welcome to Minutes with Mary, special podcast mini series on conversational intelligence. I'm your host, Mary Stellatello, and I'm joined by co host Deb Shannon, another certified conversational intelligence coach. We decided to launch this mini series to offer tools to have the conversations that we are called to have during this time. We're living in an era that has rocked our foundation on so many levels the global pandemic, racial reckoning, economic collapse, and the climate crisis. It can be paralyzing. Every conversation resonates in and around us. Conversations stick with us internally and they stick to us externally. On the outside, people sense dis-ease in one another. So you can't effectively hide from a bad feeling conversation, whether that's at home, at work, or in your community. However, We can find our way together through conversations that build trust. Each episode will offer tools and resources to have conversations to transform the world. We aspire to create a sense of relief and confidence that small and sustainable changes are possible, and it is a matter of mustering the will to take that next step. So let's get started. In today's episode of the Conversational Intelligence mini-series, Deb and I will discuss the three levels of conversation and how you can identify what level of conversation you're having. Then we'll provide some tips about how to level up or level down to achieve great outcomes. Hi, Deb. So great to be with you again on another episode so, you know, as we did last time, we'll do our check-in. How are you coming into today?
1: Thanks so much for asking about who else I'm bringing into our conversation or what else. I got to share with you that I just came off a call about justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And for me, this was an introduction to the acronym JEDI. And it was a call about black history and capitalism. And my eyes have been opened again and again and again. So I feel a huge quantity of work to be done in conversations. And I, I look forward to the work that you and I are doing today because we're laying the foundations for all kinds of conversations everywhere. And I appreciate this opportunity as always. So tell me, how are how are you doing today? What's going on?
0: Well, I feel like we're kind of syncing up on this topic around equity and inclusion because I was also on a call today that was really exploring the power of moving images and how to have transformational change in systems of inequality and inequity and using video. And so I feel like both of us are kind of coming into today with this, these sparks of possibilities of how do we move along this pathway to a more just and equitable world?
1: We're building momentum. We're building a foundation so that we can build momentum. You know, Mary, in our last episode, you mentioned the first courageous conversation that you remember having when you were nine years old And that mile marker in your life uh, is a terrific springboard into identifying the three levels of conversation. So how about we describe those three levels of conversation and then revisit your baseball story to see where that fits in those three levels. I love that idea, Deb, that sounds great. So why don't we share
0: with our listeners the characteristics of let's start with the first level of conversation.
1: A level one conversation typically defines my space where I tell you what I know. And it can feel like a brain dump that happens at work, you know, when one person is passing their duties on to another and the schedules and all the details need to be shared that's sort of a brain dump a level one conversation might also take a an ask tell format for example when you meet somebody at a social event you've never met before you do this how are you today where are you from how did you get here and those level one conversations are typically really eye-centric it's about me they're not particularly imaginative, and they're important. They have a role in day-to-day living. So maybe you have an example of a level one conversation that you've had lately, Mary? Oh,
0: absolutely. You know, as you said, we really have these kinds of conversations every day. And a really easy example of this is actually getting this podcast ready for distribution, I met with Derek, the sound producer, and I explained, you know, what I wanted to do. He asked me questions. I asked him questions. I gave him an overall outline. And then he delivered this final product that we're listening to.
1: Well, that's just a great example of a level one conversation. And as we go forward and look at the other levels, it just goes to show that, All levels of conversation are fine in the right place at the right time.
0: So let's take a look at level two conversation. And Deb, can you give an example of what that might look like?
1: Yeah, let me start off with just some of the characteristics of a level two conversation. So they're very often positional or persuasive, where I might defend what I know or what I believe we know. There's a note of advocacy for a certain point in it, as well as inquiry. And inquiry is really used to explore the space of the other person. So I might ask a question and listen until that person says something that gives me an in to make my point. That's where the persuasion and advocacy come in. That's where I take a position. And the person who is speaking is typically the person in power. So a level two conversation is I and we centric. And again, there's a place in the world for this kind of exchange of ideas, too. The key, remember, to conversational intelligence is in being intentional about being at the level we desire. So let me think about a good example, because level two conversations can be super productive when one person is trying to be persuasive while the other person is challenged to think hard and to focus. And that sense of challenge is what raises adrenaline and heightens our ability to focus because adrenaline actually tunes out some other parts of the brain that might be feeding us extra unnecessary information. So with these super focused minds, I'm reminded of the Wright brothers. So they were a terrific example of a duo that used level two conversations in a challenging way to create something new, brand new in the world. And that of course, was the first successful flight in an airplane. So historians, this just cracks me up, Mary. Historians have written all kinds of things about their relationship and their preferred communication style. And lots of those historians have wondered on paper how the brothers managed to design a functional airplane between all the aggressive conversations and the screaming matches, quite frankly.
0: Fascinating. I I really love that story. And I'm really curious about how they didn't spiral into conflict and lose that focus that you just mentioned. How did they not do that?
1: It's a great question, isn't it? Because I know I've been in workplaces where I've seen those conversations just honestly get loud and, and frightening to me. So The Wright brothers were never personal. They succeeded because they both understood that they were working toward a shared vision for something that had never been seen before. And they never took cheap shots, personal shots at each other. Their commentaries at whatever volume was directed towards the work and achieving these goals together. So they trusted one another and the process. I actually recently posted a blog about productive level two conversations on my website.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, we can definitely point the listeners over there at the end of the podcast. And, you know, as you're describing level two conversations, when I think back to that situation when I was nine years old and I wanted to play baseball, I can now see that my mom was really having a level two conversation with the Little League vice president. She was advocating for me and defending why allowing me to play was necessary because of the recent passage of the federal legislation of Title IX that required equality for boys and girls in education and sports. So, Deb, how would you describe level three conversation?
1: Oh, these are these are the magical transformational exchange of energy conversations. They're best characterized by three factors: mutual discovery of what we don't know. So you've got to be willing to be vulnerable enough to say there's stuff I don't know. The second characteristic is that the participants are listening to connect to each other and not to judge or reject what's being said or the other person personally. And the third factor is a desire to co-create rather than to define my space or your space. There's a sincere exploration of a new space that you create together. So level three conversations are typically highly appreciative of one another. People are enabling the nurturing of ideas and they're building a sense of mutual success between the parties. In level three conversations, we really get the best of this concept of mirror neurons and raising our level of conversation to expand on what we do know and to step in a newly created space for discovery and testing of the unknowns. So level three is actually where the special sauce lives in innovation. And that special sauce boils down to mutual trust and curiosity. And the result is richly creative and transformational engagement The main ingredients really are discovering what we don't know and being open to influence, which creates space rather than defining or defending space. So we call level three conversations we-centric.
0: You know, I just want to pick up on one thing that you highlighted there, which was mirror neurons. And I'm really impressed that you said that so clearly, because that's one of those tricky ones for me. But for our listeners, mirror neurons reflect the energy that we're getting from that other person. So if you're in that space of elevated oxytocin where you're sharing and discovering it's like magnetic. It actually draws the other person into that same space. So I just wanted to lift that up because it's so important to the level three conversation.
1: It's huge. And I'm really glad that you picked up on that, Mary, because the mirror neurons, so the studies on it show and I just looked this up last night. The studies show that primates who are watching each other do a task can gain even though i don't know how to do the task that i'm observing i can actually gain the sense of satisfaction from doing that task by watching somebody else do it well and that's actually what happens in these high level conversations and and it's a great tool for conscientiously leveling up conversation by selecting positive and inclusive words for people. When I do that, I feel good using those words and others who observe me do that, say in the workplace, watching me ask expansive questions, they also feel opened up and curious simply from watching me do that. So mirror neurons, they're just almost magical.
0: Truly. So where do you notice level three conversations happening right
1: now, Deb? You know, I feel like the world is a little bit on the tender side and every opportunity is one to help each other heal from the social unrest in the world, the political shifts in the world, the changes that we have in our family relationships from being exposed to each other and less exposed to the rest of the world in a lot of ways. So it doesn't matter if you are in a tech company, a nonprofit or a rural healthcare clinic, what we are trying to do through this podcast and through our own work really is to build a level of trust and mutual understanding that restores faith in one another in the moment and in our shared vision of the future.
0: There's so much truth in what you just said. And I think what I noticed is when we find ourselves unintentionally in level one and level two conversations, we might be headed down this road to conflict. So using some of these key ingredients of that special sauce, we just talked about being open to influence and asking questions you truly have no answers to can start to transform that conversation so listeners take a few minutes to recall a conversation that you had figuring out what level was that and then ask yourself did you do anything to build trust in those conversations were you open to influence were you asking any questions that you really had no answers to. So in our next episode, we'll talk about a few more of these key ingredients to up-level your conversation by ensuring there is mutual understanding of meanings of words and phrases. And we'll also look at some tools for conversational agility to get shared and agreed upon meaning. So Deb, always a thrill to be with you in these conversations. And I look forward to our next episode.
1: Thanks so much, Mary. It's a pleasure to be with you here.
0: Thanks for listening to Minutes with Mary Conversational Intelligence mini-series with your co-hosts, Mary Stellatello and Deb Shannon. Do you want to continue this conversation? We'll hop over to either one of our LinkedIn pages at Mary Stellatello or Shannon Coaching. You can listen to all episodes on either of our websites, Vista Global Coaching and Consulting website at vistaglobalcc.com or Shannon Resources website at debshannon.co. If you like what you hear, let's connect on Twitter at Vista Global Mary and CIQ Shannon. We look forward to connecting for our next conversation.